Good afternoon and welcome to Lunchtime Coaching. My name is Kim Britt, International Leadership Coach, Trainer and Facilitator and host to the Lunchtime Series where we add value to people's lives happening every day at 12 on ebizradio.com. Uh, today we're chatting to um, uh, international coach. She's also an author, writer, speaker, uh, and uh, specifically work with women and eth ethnic leadership. She um, uh, helps you reach uh, or push past that glass ceiling. Please welcome to the show, Hira Ali. How are you, Hira? Hello. Thank you so much. I am very well. Uh, thank you for inviting me, Kevin. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. So uh, to kick it off, um, don't you want to introduce yourself, tell us more about you and um, what it is we're talking about today? Okay, so I am, as you already introduced, a career and leadership coach. I'm also an author. I have written a book called Her Way to the Top, A Guide to Smashing the Glass Ceiling. Uh, that was published two years ago, and I am now in the process of writing my second book called Her Allies. Um, I specialize in, or I would say my keen interest is around women and ethnic minority leadership. Mm -hmm. I am really passionate about um, you know, supporting marginalized communities and helping them smash the glass ceiling. So whatever I do, all my work is around that goal, whether it is women empowerment, closing the gender gap, uh, you know, I run surveys to capture the experience of, of women, ethnic minorities, or I write books, articles. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much about me. Amazing. So, I mean, with today's conversation, um, speak to us about a bit of leadership challenges that women and uh, in marginalized communities experience. Um, because, you know, as a, as a theme, I think uh, in the last couple of years, uh, it's been brought to the foreground. And, um, you know, what we're starting to notice um, uh, in, in, in governments, in um, a lot of corporates is really finding diversity and inclusion and, and the importance of that, but also pressing upon the importance of leadership within a woman uh, or woman community and uh, female leaders in the world. So uh, speak to us about that and, and sort of touch on uh, the challenges that, that, that women do really go through. Um, so it's a combination of uh, internal and external challenges as my research evidenced when I surveyed 300 women across the globe. Um, and I asked them about the top challenges holding them back. And this is also consistent with my own experience because I'm originally from Pakistan where I was working in leading, uh, working with a lot of women leaders and I was uh, moved to Dubai uh, and I was there for six years and working with women and then I moved to London and everywhere, um, every country that I worked in, I was actually seeing um, a very consistent trend in the challenges faced by women. And that's the reason why I decided to do my survey and write a book about it and the survey again um, was alarmingly uh, you know the results were were very consistent irrespective of geography they, they were the same things that women were facing as obstacles in the career so internal challenges are basically internal barriers or obstacles which women may have developed over time as a result of the way they've been raised the way they've been conditioned because of culture society the way they've been treated throughout um, you know, decades, uh, women have very gendered specific roles to fulfill in our society. So uh, as a result of which they have developed these internal obstacles and some of them include imposter syndrome, 
you know, fear of missing out, perfectionism, there's a self-promotion gap, you know, um, other than the question, am I good enough? There's always this thing that, um, you know, I'm not going to step up for opportunities unless I'm 100%, uh, you know, I'm 100% sure or I perfectly fit the role. You know, women would always be, would shy away from stepping up in opportunities. So um, those kind of things, well, it would be unfair to say that it is just the internal challenges because, of course, there are a host and plethora of external challenges which women experience as well. And that's, of course, uh, you know, systemic um inequalities and you know there's sexism and then there is uh misogynist work environments lack of infrastructure the, the places where they work in you know the places that we all work in women and men work in they're primarily designed for men um and of course not a lot of organizations take into account that women may have career breaks you know they go away to have children and then when they come back they suffer a huge penalty called you know the motherhood penalty as a result as a result of which their salary is impacted so it's you know the and then there's harassment there's bullying there's microaggression so really it's it's a lot um and i think one thing which was interesting was that when i did my research i discovered that it's not just women who experience these challenges but uh, a lot of you know marginalized communities particularly black asian um ethnic minority groups they also similarly face a combination of internal external challenges where they may suffer from imposter syndrome and all of these internal challenges are intertwined so if you have imposter syndrome then you probably have perfectionism and you would shy away from um you know self-promotion and you would also experience fear of failure fear of judgment vulnerability so these are all sort of interlinked and this is something which i discovered not just in women but also in ethnic minorities, we launched a gray area, um, you know, last in 2019, we captured the results of ethnic minorities working in public and private sector. So the results revealed that, you know, again, there was a lot of racism and systemic inequalities and then, you know, imposter syndrome and uh, perfectionism and all that. So it, it's, it's just um, fascinating to see how marginalized communities sort of have very common challenges amongst themselves. I find it so interesting because uh, I've recently sp spoken to uh, one of the CEOs um, doing great things uh, in the sub-Saharan um, Africa kind of region. Um, and as CEO, she mentioned, you know, I asked her, how do you, how do you, how do you uh, create that work-life balance? Um, and she said to her, and she and she said, hang on, before I answer, can I ask you a question? And it was based on the fact that do you ask men the same question? What I find interesting, and, and that's why, I, you know, this topic is so interesting for me is, as a man, I think, you know, I also have grown up uh, in an environment where I also have those mental biases and uh, the assumptions that, that goes with that. Um, and you kind of go innocently asking the question, um, and yet it's such a, such a real, uh, real profound um, moment that we, we really need to start uh, bringing to the foreground that uh, as, a, as a human race and culturally in the last 50 years we have been brought up with this idea that um, men are a certain way and women are a certain way and you know uh, we have we come with a set of rules and a certain set of um, responsibilities do you think there is um, because of this do you think there's a bit of an unfair at um, disadvantage that women really need to go through uh, and sort of have to show up in a way that that's unfair really 
That's true. So we have all been, um, I think, raised, and then this is, and this is something which I thought was maybe a cultural thing. But when I moved to UK, I realized that this is a global issue. It's not something which is only pertinent to certain cultures in certain countries. It's basically a you know universal thing that we've all been raised um, and brought up and conditioned to believe that women have the role of being a nurturer, um, you know, she's she's supposed to bring niceness to the table, they're supposed to be, um, you know, not very, uh, and, and I would say, for men, the word is assertive, for women, it's it's unfortunately aggressive, but, but that's what they're expected to, you know, sort of play within the roles that have been de defined for them. And if there is, and if they sort of out, step outside that role, and then there's dissonance, and people don't accept them the way they are, and whether they're successful or whether they're not successful, either way, it's it's you know it's it's difficult for them because if they are too successful, then they're ambitious and they're aggressive and they don't care about the family. And if they are not successful, then they're underconfident and they're weak and they're vulnerable and they're not too strong to be leaders. So it's a challenge. And I'm glad you asked that question because honestly speaking, I think it's not just women um, who suffer from these gender stereotypes, men too, because you know, men have always been raised to be providers and um, rock solid and they are supposed to take care of the family and especially in the pandemic when a lot of people lost their job these kind of stereotypes didn't sort of they, they were very harmful because I mean what if you lose your job you can't provide for your family so that's that's just this 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 unrealistic expectation that you know men can't cry men can't be weak and and it's just I think the whole system is to be honest quite flawed um, and that brings me to my second book which I'm writing because if Kevin you are interested in knowing how you as a man can support women and stop asking these questions and knowing what to do what's right then I have written this book for you my Yay. book is called Her Ally. Yeah. And it's actually very different in the sense that it's targeted uh, towards men. And this is the first sort of, I mean, I don't think so. There are a lot of leadership books in the market, which, yes, you know, involving men and as allies has always been uh, in the conversation for long, uh, for, for a long, long time. But this book actually is a toolkit for men um uh, and how they can lead through advocacy and how they can be better allies for women so it talks about everything you know uh from the kind of gender stereotypes that we're raised with uh, and mansplaining and you know uh man interruptions and a, a lot of harmful stereotypes and it's not really um a sort of an accusatory book where i get confrontational or or i ridicule men and say that this is what you need to do it's a very friendly conversation sort of book in which in which i invite them to be part of the conversation and make them aware of all you know the small and the big things they can do to support women in leadership so i'm i'm going to definitely share the link it's going to be out in the first week of march absolutely that's going to be fantastic and please um you know share it with me i can share it on my social media we'll definitely share that because i think it's a necessary conversation i you know uh, with my own naivety and also, you know, just learning through this process, I'm also learning, you know, what conversations are important um, and where where my biases lie and, um, you know, the sensitivity around it and or, or even the cognizance and just acknowledgement of it. Um, but just to shift gears yeah. a little bit, 
What do you think uh, for you being in this position where you've gone to this extent, um, it's what, what, it, what, what you do uh, around executive coaching and, and working with women. Um, what, are some, what are some of the, the biggest lessons that you as a woman, uh, woman in leadership today, what is one of those barriers in your career that you've overcome? Um, so I think one of the things which uh, which is actually quite fascinating because you talk about your biases as a man, Kevin, um, and while writing this book, I realized that it's not just men who have biases against women. Women also have biases against other women because we have been raised in a certain way that, um, and you know, I'm not the only one because I was almost very afraid to confess this. But when I talked, um, you know, when I listened to TEDx talks and I read books about famous women leaders who confess to having these biases against other women, that even though they are in HR, they're DNI experts, they're leaders, but they themselves have this thing that, okay, this is what the women are supposed to do, and this is what women are not supposed to do. I think so. I think it's it's that thing also, like, you know, overcoming your own internal barriers, you know, your own uh, challenges. I think that's always been uh, a thing for me. It's been important for me. And because I have worked in different countries and built my leadership brand from scratch, from ground zero, in not just one market, but like, you know, a couple of markets. So I think getting that visibility, I think women are um, tend to shy away from uh, putting themselves on the pedestal and you know talking about themselves, uh, which I uh, I'm not afraid of. I love self-promoting, so because I believe that's important. So I think. Um, these are some of the challenges which I had to personally deal with. Uh, and of course, there is this fear of missing out. Am I being a good mom, a good wife? You know, am I taking care of my house? You know, everything is spot on. So that's also another concern for um, especially moms. Like, you know, am I balancing my career with my family? So that is um, something which I guess men don't think about as much. But now COVID-19 has changed that and men are thinking about it. So that's a great shift. Uh, but yeah, again, like I said, you know, a number of challenges um, sort of surface. And and one of my my strong belief is that once you internally or once you master your internal barriers, then you're in a, in a better position to address external ones. So one of the things that, um, uh, that I always find fascinating because it really speaks true to um, uh, why we become eventually who we become. And um, it's always a case of going, you know, uh, uh, from an external perspective, um, someone looks into your story and goes, wow, you know, look at what she does, look at how she does it, look at all the things she's doing. Um, did you ever have, in, in terms of um, uh, being inspired by someone, have you ever been inspired by a woman in leadership or someone in the world that really made you kind of go, yeah, you know, this is what I want to do, this is who I want to be? Uh, who is that, and um, why? Why does this person inspire you? Um, so I think if I start from my own family, my mom, my own mom has been my own inspiration. I mean, she's not really somebody who's worked in an organization, but she has a very strong personality and she's very resilient. And I think that's 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 always been um, very inspiring for me. She's passed that on to me to be able to stand up in front of people and and voice your opinions. I've always been surrounded by strong feminist men. Uh, so that's also always been inspiration. Growing up, I, would, I wouldn't say I had a lot of female uh, role models to look up to. Um, role models, yes, of course, but not like women leaders in, in powerful positions because 14 years back, 15 years back when I started my career 
you know, on, honestly, there weren't a lot of women around me uh, to like look at. But there were some people in family, friends, you know, working for the government and the public sector. Then I came from a country where you had the first female prime minister. Um, so that in itself was inspiring that a woman of color was able to lead the country. So if she can, so can I. Um, you know, and lately, have you, as we have seen after the U.S. elections, people that, that has really raised the aspirations of young girls who are now looking forward to one day being in charge, irrespective of their color, their background, their faith, their ethnicity. Um, so I think, yeah. So growing up for me, I think it would the strongest influence was that of my family because they're the ones who made me believe that you can achieve everything, um, yeah. and always encouraged me to do to do things. And then of Outside that, of course, it would be like, you know, uh, political leaders, like I said, uh, in my own country or, or, or even globally, um, a lot of sort of, you know, female leaders who you, who, who you admire and you're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And um, especially women of color, because then you get inspiration and you feel that, OK, so if they can, so can I. And you get to dream big. So, I mean, I, I love that. And I think, you know, um, my mother was also one of my inspirations uh, in, in uh, who she was and, and her approach to certain things. Uh, the one thing, you know, I remember just off the top of my head, she always said, um, uh, if it's to be, it's up to me. Um, and, you know, I never, I never really, it's like, I always like, well, what, so I've got to do all the damn work, mine. She's like, yeah, yeah, you have to do it. You, if you, if you want to make it happen, you have to do work. Um, but I mean, it's just, it's just a side note now, just, you know, listening to what you're saying, what advice do you have, you know, being in this position, being a woman in leadership, what advice do you have for any young woman uh, entering a, a sort of a male dominated profession? Um, because, you know, if we look at professions in the world today, uh, there, I can't think of any that that's uh, any job that a man can do that a woman can't do, you know, so. Uh, they're infused. Um, they, they, you know, there are so many roles that, that's, uh, for example, the tech industry. There are so many female tech uh, <laughs> sort of computer boffins and geeks out there that, that can do stuff. Uh, and it really doesn't matter what uh, what gender they are. But as a woman in leadership, how do you how do you enter a, a predominantly male environment? I mean, like, what advice can you give some some young entrepreneurs and business owners out there? So I think mindset is very important and to be able to believe in yourself is very important. When I started my job like 14 years back, I was the only young women with 22 men who were twice my age um, oh. working in a department. And it was uh, difficult, yes, because obviously, you know, I come, came from a culture and background where if they would go out for lunch, I wouldn't want to go out with 22 men for lunch. So I would always find a kind of create opportunities which were inclusive because I worked in that environment. I think I sort of learned to create opportunities um, for myself and, you know, fight for myself. I know that this, this, is, this is not something I can do. I'm not comfortable about going out to company lunches or dinners with 22 men, but, you know, you can order something at home or you can have family get together. So I think I sort of really um, turned around things in a way that would make be part of that system, you know, I, I don't feel secluded, but at the same time, uh, um, you know, I, I, I would do things my way. So I think what is important is to know, even if you are working in, in a perfectly male dominated uh, department or industry, 
knowing what you know your own capabilities your own potential your own boundaries is important and making sure that you're assertive and not let anybody cross those boundaries and cross that space and and making sure that people respect you the way you are even if you are the youngest and the only woman in the room never be afraid to step up and and speak your mind and of course when you speak your mind that how you speak is very important that has always been i think a reason which um and i think that that's something which i would actually pass on to my parents because the way you speak is important the way you get your get somebody to join you in a conversation agree with you is important you don't have to be aggressive you don't have to be you know uh you have to say it in a way that people listen to you so it has to there has to be empathy involved you have to be respectful uh but, and yeah just sort of balance it understand all points of view and then present what you're saying so i think that's important but uh the way you frame conversations as a woman you always need to unfortunately do that be conscious of the way you come across to people so that's that's always been important to me but yeah just sort of go ahead and 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 step up never be afraid to hear no i think that's the key because as women we are very afraid what if that person says no understand this that a no now does not mean a no forever it's just a temporary no and you could probably get that thing um after 6 months or a year or 2 years so so pursue your dreams pursue your um objectives and be visible build your leadership brand show people that what you're doing showcase your talent that's really important it's amazing so just to to tie all this up together today um you know uh, lunchtime series is all about uh, how do we add value to people's lives and we know that 2021 um 2020 was what it was and um, we we i think we've learned some very dear lessons and some very important lessons but heading into to 2021 uh what do you tell um, leaders of the world today and what what do you think people should really uh, if you could give us three three points on what we should really uh, from a male perspective from a female perspective what do we what we should we pay attention to and start really recognizing um uh, around the the importance of of uh, leadership in women so i think going forward resilience is always going to be the key for all leaders whether you're a man or a woman irrespective of your gender uh it's going to be important your mindset is important so positivity and gratitude and of course you know there are a lot of different strategies which go under resilience but that's that's one of those things which which you need to know that if even if you do fall down even if you experience temporary bumps it's all right to feel dismissive and feel sad and depressed but get up and get going um flexibility and adaptability is important you know pivoting uh, according to what the industry needs i, I remember last year i was all prepared with a whole set of articles and talks around women leadership but then covid-19 happened and then i changed my writing and literally over days i sort of came up with stuff which was more in line with what people wanted to read so you you know you may have worked hard on something but something happens uh, you know like a crisis that we are now experiencing and you may have to pivot so always be ready to be flexible and adaptable and get in with the change early on because the earlier on you get in with the change the easier it is going to be for you uh, versus just waiting until the end so flexibility and adaptability and number 3 is empathy empathy is something we have seen that you know a lot of countries with female leaders have been doing well um and i'm not going to get into this debate that women are better leaders than men because i don't think so i i believe that women and men have their own specific 
leadership competencies. But if, yes, empathy, which is a, a very women-specific trait, is going to be important going forward. So yes, uh, always remember to be empathetic because that's that's what's going to, especially in a difficult time like this, leaders really need to be very uh, attuned to the needs of people and the challenges they're going through. Absolutely. Hira, thank you. I, that was um, fantastic. I love that you that you you have this stance. Um, I'm learning as we go along. I, you know, you're probably the third woman this uh, this month that I've spoken to around leadership it's and the importance of it. Uh, and 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 why this you know why this conversation needs to happen and needs to happen regularly and the awareness around um, uh, leadership uh, woman leadership in the world if we want to get hold of us so I we, you mentioned your book tell us where we can get your book if you when your book comes out it's coming out in March um, and you also are online tell us tell us uh, all your info. Um, so you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Advancing You. Um, that's that's my handle for all three. Then on LinkedIn, I'm very active on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn, I'm there as Hirali Coach. Um, and my book is Her Way to the Top, A Guide to Smashing the Glass Ceiling, which is already available on Amazon. And the next one will probably be available um, in another month's time. So yeah, if you follow me, then you will sort of um, know when the second one is coming out too. Fantastic, guys. And as mentioned, um, Hirali Coach will be, uh, all the information will be on uh, uh, in the description boxes below. Check it out, watch the video, share the video, and uh, definitely uh, look out for the book. We need some allies, you know, we need allies for women. <laughs> we'll definitely say that. Hira, thank you so much for joining us, and um, uh, let's catch up soon. Thank and uh, you so much,